need to whine and shiny balloons up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast, and this is a super duper special episode. Super duper. <laughs> it's a technical term. I have never said that on the podcast before. This is my 300th episode. Uh, congratulations. That is awesome, I, honey. I'm so proud of you. I can't even believe it. How does it feel? So we're joined today. I can't do a 300th episode without my fabulous husband, Seth Green. So how does it feel that you came up with this idea for me to do a podcast? And here I am 300 episodes later. That is phenomenal. I am very proud of you. Very grateful and very excited. And I just like to say thank you for doing this. You have brought light and hope and love and laughter to the hundreds of thousands of people who listen to this and who watch it. And the fact that I'm really glad I didn't give up because I, I I gave you this idea and you said you didn't have time. So I'm glad I insisted and pushed you to make the time for these 300 episodes. Here's to 300 more. So a lot of you have heard the story already, but I have learned my lesson. I promise I have learned my lesson. Seth thought about me writing a blog because I'm a social worker and I was writing about motherhood as I went on my motherhood journey with little kids. And he said, let's turn these these uh, journal entries into a blog. And I resisted. And then he said, let's turn it into a vlog. And I resisted. And then he said, let's turn it into a podcast. And I resisted. And then he said, let's turn it into a book. And I resisted. So I think I've learned my lesson. Yeah, and there was a summit there. And now there's a newsletter and an app and all that good stuff. So let's start with, we're going to talk about the newsletter, but we're going to start with, I am going to talk to you about the last year and the last hundred episodes. Don't worry. I'm not going to go over all hundred episodes. We don't have time for that. Um, but I've learned a lot in these last hundred episodes. This podcast is amazing self growth. Who knew that that would be the benefit, but I'm talking to experts every week, psychologists, counselors coaches. I'm talking to so many experts and learning so much and did not expect to grow so much from this podcast. But I started out the year last year doing my first summit and that was all Seth. Seth came up with this idea and it was magical. 
and I loved it. And we supported each other and we lifted each other up and we learned a lot. And then guess who I got to talk to finally? Rabbi Alex. So we have this wonderful rabbi in our lives. And um, I have learned that there are certain people that I am nervous to ask to be on the podcast. So if I have not asked you, it may not be that I don't want you on the podcast. It may be that I'm nervous to ask you. And I've learned that what is the worst case scenario? Someone says no. So I got up the courage to ask my rabbi to join me and he wanted to, and it was wonderful. And that's part of how I started off my year. And I interviewed both my girls this year and my husband. And what I want to tell everyone listening is you don't need a podcast to interview your kids or to interview your husband. Sit down with a list of questions for your family and you will learn so much about them. I learn about Seth. I learn about my kids. Seth interviewed um, Max interviewed Seth this year for the Father's Day special. That was amazing. And honey, I got to interview your mother this year for the Mother's Day special and learned stuff from her that we didn't know. So my advice to everybody listening is take out a piece of paper, write down some questions and tell your children or your spouse or your mother-in-law or your mother that you want to interview them. I, I would chime in and say, record that interview, even if it's the voice memo recorder on your iPhone. Uh, one of the programs I lead at work is a legacy planning program conducted by a nationally famous estate planning attorney. And one of their biggest things in the legacy pro planning process is interview your parents, interview your grandparents. And A, you might learn some things and some family stories and traditions that you can pass on. And there will come a time when they're not here anymore and you will be very glad you did that interview and you will listen to it again and again. I'm so glad you're here because that's wonderful advice. And as you're talking, I'm realizing that we never um, interviewed our fathers. We did not do that for Father's Day. Max interviewed me. So maybe next year for Father's Day, we could interview our dads. We haven't interviewed. Well, my dad said no. So see, when you ask people. Right. <laughs> Have you been maybe able he'll hear, change this year have you been able to hear me because i didn't have my microphone next to me i can hear you fine okay so i did ask my dad my dad said no i haven't asked seth's dad i haven't asked Seth's stepdad so we still have two dads i haven't asked i think max could do a great job interviewing both of them oh booyah father's day special max interviews both of your dads. bum 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 <laughs> We just see we're coming up with a plan. We need to do this more regularly. So I think that, you know, I knew Seth was going to do this with me. And I knew Seth was going to ask me, like, who were your favorite guests this year? Well, I want you to know I spent two days going through 100 episodes. Do you know this? Did I tell you this? You did not tell me. I went through all 100 of my episodes to go through who I interviewed because I had a feeling Seth was going to ask me, well, what did you learn from these guests and who was your favorite guest? And you want to know who my favorite guests are? I do. You, do you want to take a guess? Well, now you're setting me up. Um, so we did not plan this. I have no idea what Rebecca's going to talk about during this episode. I am flying without a safety net. So because she asked, like, do you want to guess? That sets me up. And I'm going to guess it's me and the kids. <laughs> so 
I am sorry to every single one of my guests who I had on. I love you. I appreciate you. You were wonderful to talk to. I had the best time talking to you, but my favorite guests are my family. I get, it's amazing how giddy I get every time my husband comes on the podcast. I don't know why, but I love when he joins me. And I think we need to do that more often because I like it so much. I love when my kids agree to come on the podcast. Lily is like, when is it my turn? Ella's like, fine. Lily's like, when is it my turn? And I haven't interviewed Max. How do you feel about that? I think that would be a fascinating interview because he's resistant to it. I wonder if he would do it this year. Okay, so I'm taking notes. The dads and Max. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot and say, after me and the kids, who is your favorite, quote unquote, real guest? Well, I mean, I love them. I mean, I loved talking to Rabbi Alex, and I know that's not, you know, you're looking for like a Give me a parenting and marriage expert. Come on. I, I don't, I don't think I, I mean, you know, I love Dr. Liz. There we go. Um, I love, so, so when Dr. Liz and I get on to talk together, she, her and I have like the best conversations and I'm kicking myself for not pressing record because our pre, pre-discussion was so good and I was like I have to stop you because we're going to so talk all go. day so for 2024 right? I think you should have her back on for like a fourth time and actually record the whole thing like literally the second she gets on hit record and if there's pre-show that we don't need we can edit it out she actually asked me if I wanted her to come on monthly ah Dr. Liz Nissim Matthias go check her previous episodes with Rebecca they're awesome so we've done two together this was our second one And I wish I had pressed record as soon as we started talking, but I have loved talking to every single one of my guests. I just had Dr. Terry Badar on and she is like, I think what I love, I love to learn from my guests and they all teach me something and we have the best conversations, but I liked the extra layer that Dr. Terry had because it was like that spiritual stuff that I love. So I think that, see, here comes another note. I think that I need more spiritual, spirituality in the next year. And I'm not talking like spiritual, like my rabbi who I adore and can come on whenever he wants. I'm talking about someone who is like into spirituality. Yeah. You know what I'm I'm talking about? I'm sure we could get you a number of spiritual podcasters, authors, people from Hay House. Like, yeah. Okay. So... So what what I did was I outlined some things for, from the year to talk about and was really impressed to see all the stuff that my family has gone through this year and all the people that I have talked to this year. And you know what we did as a family? We accomplished a goal, a couple of goals this summer that I have been talking about. And do you know what those two goals are? Would you like me to share with you? Yes, I would like you to share with me. Okay. So goal number one, we got a pool. Yes. Yes. Um, and we enjoyed our pool, right? We and goal number sticking. and goal number two, we I scheduled very little camps. And that was oh, new. I didn't, I would never have guessed it that I was going to guess like getting Max a car or something would have been your other We're gonna, goal. Yeah. That, I mean, that's coming up now. Oh, we did do that over the summer. So 
I really wanted our summer to look different, partly because we got a pool and I didn't want to be living in my car, rushing around. And I understood my friend for the first time because she has a pool and she's like, I want to sit by my pool. I don't want to drive my kids around to camps all summer. And for the first time, I did not live in my car because I wanted to be home and I wanted us to have some relaxation. Love it. Right? Yes. I enjoyed the summer more than the one of you complaining that you were constantly going 17 places a day. So that was, those were two huge summer goals and our oldest child got his license. And not only did our oldest child get a, got, get his license, but as a gift to myself, this was not, <laughs> this was not a gift to Max. I don't know if Max realizes this, but we bought Max, we bought myself the gift of a car from Max, partly because man, does that kid work hard? Man, does he get good grades? Internship. Uh, what else? Tell me tons of homework, just works his buns off. And I felt, and I think Seth agrees that he deserved this gift. I don't know if you agree with me, but I felt like I deserved this gift because I have driven my kids so much over the last 16 years and I'm blessed to get to drive them to all their places and that will continue but giving Max a car took a load off of me yes it was a, a gift for both of you at the same time so yes. in my mind I, sp I split that car payment into two half is for him half is for you I think that's a great way to look at it and I really appreciate you going with the flow of that because that was your wife's crazy idea. You have, hey, listen, I have these crazy work ideas like the podcast that take off and make us money. And then you have these crazy ideas like the pool and car and other things that spend the money and we meet in the middle. Well, and so what I want to tell everyone listening is the hours that I spend on my blog, on my vlog, on my podcast, on my books, on anything that on my group, on my emails, the hours that I spend every week, I give myself more permission to spend some money on things like a cleaning lady gift to myself every other week. Please. So I would so much rather personally, personally, I would so much rather do more work and have a cleaning lady. I would rather you work more and do stuff around the house less and your time is more valuable than that. I, yes. So I'm, I'm learning to use my time um, more wisely and I am learning to delegate and I am learning to give myself permission to spend money on things like getting my nails done. So my, as I went over the topics of the year, every Wednesday I come out with a new topic. And one of my topics was about Taylor Swift and what she has taught me. And she has taught me a lot. Go find the blog. I think it's lessons from Taylor Swift. And as I was reading it and thinking about it, I was thinking about how my daughter Ella made me become a Swifty this year. And yes, that is did. new. That is new. And I believe in a lot of the things that she writes about karma, apologizing, following your dreams. And you can see that people like Taylor write down their experiences and that their creativity is flowing out to the universe in magical ways. 
So I'm just going to encourage everybody to use your life lessons and write it down, play some music, do some artwork, use it for something. Um, as I reflected on the year, I also took a gamble and we put Lily back in cheerleading and I wrote about that and we taught and Seth and I talked about that. And that was a really good experience and taught our daughter a lot. Ella started high school. And um, I learned a lot from my guests and I wanna tell you the one word. You wanna ask me a question or you want me to just answer the question? You want me to, you wanna ask me any questions or you want me to keep going? I don't know what question you want me to ask you. You did not prep me. Um, so you're gonna keep going and I'll interrupt you as we go through it. So as I went through the hundred episodes and took my time reviewing, and thinking and reflecting, I realized that one word comes to mind this year. I have a word of the year. Are you ready for it? I'm excited to hear your word of the year. I wonder if you know my word. It's grace. Did yeah, you know? that would have been my guess. So my word of the year is grace. And I love that word. If I had a new cat right now, I would name her grace. So you're not getting any more pets. Well, I'm not going to make him that promise, but I'm going to keep the name Grace in my back pocket for one day. So yes, in that magical time called someday, you might use it. So one of one of Seth's way of coping with me and my pet requests is he, instead of saying no to me, his favorite line is maybe someday. Yes, I used to just say no, and that would cause conflict, and you'd be mad at me, and it would never get me anywhere, and I realized that when I shifted, it was after, one of the things I learned when I shifted after going to Tony Robbins, after doing Tony Robbins' Eight with Destiny, was that if I just said someday, or maybe, you wouldn't get upset, it would make you feel better, and I wasn't saying yes, so it worked out for both of us. So... What I am saying is that as I talked to all of the experts this year, and I realized that the word that they were teaching me was that I needed to give myself more grace. And what I realized was that if I'm not giving myself grace, then that also pivots to, I'm not giving anyone else grace either. And I'm holding everybody else to the fire because I'm holding myself to the fire, right? So can you talk a little, that's an interesting lesson. So it's not yeah. just about the grace. It's about, you can't receive it if you don't give it first. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cause you're a big proponent of that. I've noticed a big proponent of what, of you can't get, you can't receive what you don't give first. Well, if I am not doing something for myself, if I'm not being less critical of myself, if I'm not being, if I'm not giving myself grace to make and permission to make some mistakes, if I am doing things to myself, then that reflects on how I treat everybody else in my life. So if I learn that I'm way too hard on myself and that when I make a mistake, I beat myself up, then I see it in my parenting. And I think parenting has been one of the biggest motivators to me for self-growth because Seth and I want to be wonderful partners to each other and we want to be wonderful parents. So if I am doing something with my children that I don't like, that motivates me to look at myself because it always starts with us. 
So if you don't like how you are with somebody else, turn it back on you and look at yourself in that situation. So if I'm yelling at Seth for making a mess, turn around, put it on myself. And how would I treat myself if I made a mess? So now when I spill something, I'm like, you know what, Rebecca, stuff happens. So you spilled, clean it up. Yeah, you used to get really pissed when the kids would spill something. So I, well, it was just like constant, like in my defense. <laughs> when so they were my, younger, yes. Right? So I'm going to defend myself here and tell you that everyone was spilling something every time I turned around and I was so tired of cleaning up messes. And I realized that when I spilled something, I was yelling at myself. I can't believe you just did that. You just made more work for yourself. You don't have time for this. You're in a hurry. So I started with myself. And if I am comforting myself and being easy on myself, then I'm going to see me treat Seth and the kids differently too. So is that a better explanation? It is. And I think it's also helpful to think about that in your interaction with other people. If someone is being really critical of you or critical of others yes. to realize they're do they're doing that because they're doing it to themselves and it might not necessarily be about you. So don't take it personal, which obviously that part comes from the four agreements Another one of your favorite books. Well, the four agreements is my favorite book. And I would say that anytime that somebody is upsetting you, you're taking it personally and it's probably not about you. And I'm going to give you the perfect example because I impressed myself. Sometimes I do that. <laughs> I had a friend treat me like total garbage out of nowhere. And I was like, this is a good friend. Why is she treating me like garbage? What is going on? And all these people were calling me about it and talking about it. And I was like, I'm going to tell you all something. She must have some stuff going on because I'm going to tell all of you calling me that I did nothing. If I did something, I would say I treated that person like crap and they should be mad at me. But knowing that I did nothing and being aware of the fact that she holds on to so much of her own stuff, I was able to deflect and not feel much about the whole situation because I knew it was about her. That's a great example. Right? So there's an example of me successfully not taking something personally. So when I see my friends being really hard on their kids and I'm like, whoa, they need to chill out. Like, what did their kid do? Nope, not about their kid. It's about themselves. They're super hard on themselves. And guess what? It comes right out at their kids. So... Yes, I've learned a lot this year, as you can tell. It's been an <laughs> awesome year. It has been it has been an amazing year. We have two kids in high school. We have work exploding for both of us, just like so much good stuff for Seth. Uh Winnie Palooza just started a newsletter, right? Thank you, Seth. You are Seth, welcome. Seth is full of ideas. Full of ideas. I need to come up with some of my own work ideas, huh? There's no so, pressure. See, look at that. You see, you're being hard on yourself. There's no pressure. Well, I feel like Seth is the idea master, but I am the doer. So he'll say, this is what I want you to do. This is my idea. And then I carry it out with my content. Yes, you are the talent. None of it could happen without you. But you do have fantastic ideas. And I love 
that you are always learning and growing and studying and learning from others. And then that inspires me to do the same thing. So when my kids say things like, you're so lucky, you're not in school anymore. Well, guess what? I'm in school for the rest of my life. I might not physically go to a school, but I take continuing ed. I go to Seth's mastermind. I talk to experts every week. I'm really learning and educating myself all the time. Yeah, the day you stop learning is the day you go backwards. Uh, I think Robert, famous, legendary, long since dead copywriter, Robert Collier said, school is never out for the professional. Right. That is excellent. I don't want to be out of school. I want to always, we're in earth school. I want, I'm always learning. Yes. Yes. Becoming, becoming better versions of ourselves every day. One of the things that I told you that somebody taught me was every day we should ask ourselves if we're doing better than yesterday. Yep. I love that. And when I made notes on my favorite guests, I also made a note that I love when people I know, I love meeting people. I don't want any of those people. I'm not discrediting any of my guests who hear this. I love meeting people. My favorite part of the podcast is that I get to connect with wonderful women. However, I, I wrote down that my favorite guests besides my children, my husband, and my rabbi are my friends who come on here. And some of my friends are in the profession and some of them aren't. And I actually have a really good idea to bring Tayton on that I will talk to you about this after. And I don't know if she's going to be game and I don't know if she's going to hear this, but I do have a really good idea. But I love when people I know come on the podcast. So if you are a friend listening to this, uh, don't be shy. Tell me you want to come on and talk about a certain topic. I know so many social workers that I still want to ask who I used to work with or who I know from the field. And you look like you want to say something. I, I'm you're good. Just, you're just listening intently. Yes, I'm active listening. I Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm answering my, my outline before I even get to what I wrote down. And I'm already ahead of myself. But um, I wish I had this when my kids were little is what I wanted to say. And I think that as I was reflecting, I was kind of sad for myself because I'm glad to be here now and we can't go back and change things and we need to live in the present. But can you imagine if I had this when my kids were little, when our kids were little? Thank you for including me. Yes, you'd just like you have become a different, better version of yourself. You would have started this part of the journey of self-growth through the podcast sooner. Well, and, and not only. It probably could have normalized some things you went through and made you feel better and that you weren't alone. So when I was listening to some women, you know, I listened to podcasts and when I was listening to them this week, I was thinking about the young mother struggling with her first baby. And I was crying because if I had had them talking about their birth experiences and all of that stuff back in the day. I would have been coping so much better than I was. So if you are a new mother, I am so glad that you found me and others to help you through motherhood because we should never be doing it alone and we need a village and we need support. And I'm honored to be a part of everyone's village who's listening. And I hope that you found something along the last hundred episodes that helped you. 
or made you feel supported or loved or understood. And I hope that you will reach out to me and tell me if you have topic requests, podcast guest requests, um, anything else that I'm missing about people reaching out and telling me things. No, I mean, you've done, I've, I've had the privilege of getting to engineer and support your growth and watch it all. And if you had asked me in the beginning, I never thought of the personal growth part of the journey that would come from you getting to interview hundreds of amazing expert women. I wish I had, um, but it's been phenomenal. And my company would have produced it for, for free just to watch you change and grow because that affects all of us. So it's been a beautiful experience watching and I can't wait to see what the next hundred episodes do. Um, can I put you on the spot and ask you if there's anything in particular that you have seen changed with me over the last 300 episodes? Oh my, sure. Yes, you, you can always put me on the spot. It's your spot to put me on. It's your show. <laughs> so for sure, you have become less reactive. You have become more tolerant. You've become more patient. You've given yourself and everybody else more grace. I think that you have become, you were always a good communicator. I think you become a great communicator. I think you've gained more self-control and more self-discipline. And I think you become a better parent, mother, wife, and human being because of it. Well, that's amazing. Now, anything particular to our marriage that you've noticed? Because I've talked to a lot of marital experts. Yes, I, I, I think our marital communication has improved dramatically. Yeah. I think we have a lot less conflict. I think we do a better job managing it. I think we fight fairer yeah. and better. And I think we've grown together as a couple. And if you look back five or 10 years ago, I almost don't even recognize those people. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Oh my God, those those kids, those crazy kids and the stuff they used to do to each other, do to each other. I can't believe we did that crap. I'm so glad we're not, you know, we've grown since then. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it has been quite the honor to get to do this for 300 episodes. And I'm looking forward to the next, the next year, the next hundred, the next 300. We'll see how long this goes and how it evolves. But, you know, thank you for the idea. Thank you for giving me this platform because it means so much to me. And almost every time I do a podcast, I feel like I have to pinch myself and be like, oh, this is my job and it's so cool. That's awesome. That makes me very happy. <laughs> okay, well- while I have you all here, as I'm ending, I want to make the request for a few things. I would love for you to rate this podcast and give me a review. I would love for you to share it with another mom or aunt or grandma or someone you think needs to hear it. I would love for you to look back on the 300 episodes and see if there's something you missed that you want to listen to. And I would love for you to go to whiningpalooza.com and check out my blogs. Lots to read if you're a reader like me. I love to read. And um, join us at 9 o'clock on Wednesdays on Facebook and YouTube, right? Facebook yep. and YouTube. 9 o'clock Eastern time. 9 o'clock Eastern time. We go live every Wednesday with a new topic. I write about it, post the blog, and then I talk about it at 9 o'clock that night. 
and um, join my Whiny Palooza Mom group on Facebook. It's free. It's a supportive community and I'm really enjoying it. I think all the women enjoy it. And um, I think one of my, one of our children is trying to get Seth's attention. So I'm going to let Seth go and I am going to thank him for joining me for my 300th episode. Congratulations, honey. Um, thank you everyone for joining me. This is Rebecca Green, reminding everyone to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.